Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It's a monster Monday. It's a new week. It's presented by DraftKings. And I am very happy that James Harden decided to make every three in the fourth quarter. And the Sixers are in this thing 2-2. It's probably the only sport other than football I get into. You know, I get into March Madness, but I don't really have a team, you know. So I guess the only other thing I really get into is the Sixers if they're good. Or the Phillies or the Flyers. But I wait till they're good. They got to actually be in the playoffs before I fully engage. But I am fully engaged on the Sixers right now. New week means new spread the word winner. I'm just telling you right now, it's going to be TikTok. I'm looking for more TikTok followers at Ross Tucker NFL. Evidently, TikTok's the place to be. Uh, People are torching my perfect Chipotle order on TikTok, by the way. I need some of you guys to follow me on TikTok and say that there's nothing wrong with my Chipotle order. And it's not dry. The corn has all kinds of like liquid and flavor. It's not dry. People want me to get a salsa on it. The corn has enough like liquidity to it. I don't know how to explain it. Anyway, sponsor confirmation email winner will be later on the week. We got a bunch of good ones. LinkedIn, Lumen Skin, Simply Safe. Just go to RossTucker.com. And then the YouTube shout out. I love YouTube.com slash NFL because that means you're A, subscribing, which is hitting the thumbs up, and then B, commenting, which I really like. Just like I really like today's guest, Mike Golick Jr. He's got a new show. I want to hear about that. Plus, this is the guy that knows about NIL and how it'll affect the NFL. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, I think he was on in like December. So it's becoming a a once every six months thing for the newest member of the DraftKings family, Mike Golick Jr. Check him out, by the way, on social media, like I do, at Mike Golick Jr. Very interesting. Mike is into a bunch of sports. He's really into lacrosse. He did like a video. You did a video last night of your displeasure that Notre Dame lacrosse didn't get into the tournament. You, you're a versatile guy, Mike. 
Listen, you know what? It just means I have a lot of free time or did up until the new gig with DraftKings and the podcast started. But uh, yeah, listen, it's not my fault that the selection committee of one of the sports that I love. I grew up playing lacrosse in the Northeast. My roommate at Notre Dame was a lacrosse player. I have a lot of sweat equity built up into this program. And so to watch them go on a six-game winning streak and then not be rewarded by a committee with some really backward circular logic – Ross, you and I are smart guys. We're former linemen. We always have to put on for that. And I cannot, as someone of sound mind and body, allow this to go unchecked. I love it. I love that you're into it. I mean, I think you tweet about like soccer in the morning. I mean, you are, you are, you are all in. So you've got, you left ESPN and I know you didn't, I think it was 11 weeks. You didn't do anything for a while because you probably a contract thing, I'm assuming. Um, The new show is called the Gojo show. So I got to start with that. Do people call you Gojo? Like, where did that initiate? And I like the name of the show, but do people actually call you Gojo? Yeah, Ross, it's an amazing thing. I never, basically in my entire life growing up, all through college, you know, had a nickname. I never had something that people called me. People either called me Golik, Junior, Mike, all these normal things. And then when I was at ESPN, the Dan Levitard show with Stu Gotts, who now, you know, proudly also under the DraftKings banner, I went down to do a show with them and their lead producer, their executive producer is Mike Ryan. And so we had too many mics in the room for communication. And so all of a sudden they just looked at me and they said, oh, Golik Jr., we'll just shorten that to Gojo. And... I have never had a nickname and that one stuck. And so everyone around ESPN, obviously they have a massive fan base and that group started calling me Gojo. I used to have for a while, Ross, people tweet me pictures like you did of the Gojo hand soap that is in a lot of bathrooms and office buildings. And so all of it just somehow stuck enough to where we said, all right, you know what? We might as well take some of this energy and uh, try and channel it into the pod name. I, I love it. I think it's great. By the way, I don't know if I've ever told this story, Mike, on the show. So my nickname was always Tuck. You know, um, college a little bit, but NFL, whatever team I went to, I was Tuck, right? And then I go, I get traded from New England to the Cleveland Browns. And their best O-lineman is their right tackle, Ryan Tucker. And he's Tuck. So I can't be Tuck. So first of all, I think the back of my jersey might have been like R.O. Tucker because he was R. Tucker. Like I couldn't just be R. Tucker, which is hideous, right? Oh, man. The funny thing about that is he had a brother named Rex. They probably better both like started more games than I did or had a better career or whatever. So people just like they don't know, like, you know. This is a lineman from like the late 90s, early 2000s named R. Tucker. I think in people's mind, I'm Ryan, Rex, and Ross combined. And I get credit for like them being better players. The people, you know, so like, and I, I just, I just go with it. But anyway, my point is I couldn't be Tuck, Mike. So Jeff Davidson, the offensive line coach, was like, what's your middle name? Because they're like, we can't call you Ross. I was like, okay, what's your middle name? And I was like, Finch. 
It's my grandmother's maiden name. It's not like Finch from American Pie or Finch from Wildcats. It's my grandmother's maiden name. It's a family name. Well, as soon as I said Finch, it was like, that's it. Boom. That's it. That's the one. So in Cleveland, I was Finch. I, I guess. Wow. I don't know if it's good or bad that I got cut a few weeks later when they changed my <laughs> family. But um, anyway, you know, that was my nickname. So, okay, I love it. Gojo Show. So what is it? Like, obviously, I used to listen to your ESPN radio show a lot. You know, when you were drive time with Canny and I was driving or with Janae, I would listen to you all the time. Uh, so tell me about this new show. Yeah, it, hopefully it's it's more of that feeling, right? Because I think the reason you and I have enjoyed, you know, radio, podcasting is it's intimate. It's long form. You get to spend a lot of time with people in their cars. You know, that was the coolest part for me was getting notes from people who said, you know, you were a part of my morning routine. You were a part of my workout routine. You were, you know, with me in all these different spots along the way. And so podcast now is a daily podcast. Like you said, we're covering everything. I have interests in everything. I got used to doing national drive time and national morning radio where you kind of get to touch them all. And so we're going to hit the biggest stories in sports every day. We're going to hit the, you know, biggest things that pop up in pop culture. I know everyone says that, but you know, I get to do it with someone I've had a relationship for a long time. My producer was also one of my college teammates. And so I think between that, the people that I've known for a long time in media now, like yourself, like so many of my former colleagues at ESPN all across that world, you know, are friends that we get to lean on for all this. And, and we want this to be a place where you got a bunch of friends you can come to, listen to talk sports, and they just happen to be some of the best people that cover their particular sport or in some instances still play that particular sport. Love it. Um, I've been enjoying it so far. Can't wait to be on sometime. You're doing a great job. I'm so glad that DraftKings uh, brought you aboard. So one of the things that you also tweet about a lot, Mike, recently, because it's such a hot topic, is NIL, name, image, and likeness. And, you know, Andrew Brandt and I touched on it on Friday's show, but we didn't really dive into it. And I know a lot of my listeners are really NFL-centric. They're not as into college football because I started – back at the Four Letter Network doing their pro football podcast. So I guess that's my first question. We kind of talked on Friday about what NIL is, name, image, and likeness, college players being able to make money off their name, image, and likeness. I guess my first question, just to bring it back to my listeners and viewers, how do you think NIL affects the NFL? I think in theory, like when this has, you know, a class of guys that come up under it where, you know, right now we've got a lot of guys in college football like Kayvon Thibodeau, who was just drafted by the Giants at fifth overall out of Oregon, who was one of the big winners of NIL, right? He had Phil Knight as a resource for him at Oregon, the Nike shoe, uh, the Nike founder who helped him with, you know, NFT drops and all of these outside projects where he made a bunch of money through all that. And so you're getting guys that dipped a toe in like that, that were part of it now. But my thought is, all right, when you get a generation of guys that has come up through this, when you get a guy, a bunch of guys who go through college, not knowing any different, what should be one of the great byproducts is 
you get guys coming into the NFL that are more equipped to handle what they're about to deal with off the field, right? Everyone talks about guys coming into the NFL, you're handed life-changing sums of money for the first time. There's all these questions about how the particular star player that we just drafted might react to that, you know, what, what that's going to do for their life off the field that is a big part of being a professional on the field. You're going to have players now that from the time they were 18 years old have been in some cases getting these kind of big life-changing dollar amounts, having to learn, all right, how do I set this up and deal with this off the field? How do I make sure that my finances are in a good place so that I can go and worry about being the best football player that I can be? And I think that was always my hope is if we've got these players on college campuses and we've got them learning these real-world lessons of how to deal with personal finances, especially around the sport of football, there should be some onus on the schools, on these athletics programs, to make sure they're teaching these young people how to go about this, what best practices are. And I think that ends up getting you a more mature and a more all-around pro-ready player, potentially, in the NFL. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I hadn't really thought of that, Mike. That's a really good point. It's almost like, and right or wrong, it's almost like some of the guys sort of have to learn the hard way, but I guess they might learn the hard way in college. You know, you hope as few people as possible have to learn the hard way, but they're at least going through that experience. It's funny. I was at the NFL's broadcast boot camp this, uh, I guess it was April maybe, talking with some of the guys, and they were talking about guys potentially having to take pay cuts. You know, you think about it, right? You know, the money that's been reported, and I've talked to multiple people that insist it's there for Pitt uh, wide receiver transfer potential Jordan Addison, the Blitnikoff Award winner. You know, I've heard from reliable sources that a couple million bucks is there. You know, now he'll probably be a first-round pick, so it's not necessarily a pay cut. But for some of these guys... You know, if you're a star quarterback at Penn State like Sean Clifford, but you're not really an NFL prospect, you're better off staying in school. You you might take a pay cut if you're like a late round pick for some of these guys. I think it might help. It might cause more guys to stay in school, which believe it or not, the NFL kind of likes. They They like when guys are a more ready commodity when they get to the NFL. Yeah, I, I would agree. And what you hinted on there is a large portion of why I, as people talk about the quote unquote problems with the current NIL system and, and do the wild, wild west thing, what you just described there, and you know, we don't even have to put Sean Clifford's name to it, but player who stars in college, who has the ability to produce on Saturdays that, you know, there's a baseline of physical ability that you need at a lot of these positions to be able to compete on Sunday. That's why all these people are drafting traits and not necessarily production. That player should have the ability to cash in on that period of being valuable in a place and in a sport in college football that's been a pseudo-professional league for a while in the way that everyone around these players has profited off what they've been able to do on the field and how popular the sport's become. Such a great point. Um, so do you think there's any problem with where things are at right now? Do you have any concerns with the way it's unfolding? In particular, I guess, Mike, collectives now, 
offering money to kids as inducements to transfer or to out of high school? Um, you know, like, again, that's one of those things that I understand that was not what name, image, and likeness was supposed to be, but shame on any of us in college football for expecting something to be what it was supposed to be without impropriety involved. Like this is college football. That is what goes on in this sport. But, um, I, I, I lose less sleep about that because we've all heard the stories and heard the whispers about, bag men and the money happening under the table like people have been inducing players to go to other places for years tampering has been something that's gone on pretty naturally among players who recruit other players to schools that contact that exists even after someone's on campus and so I I worry less about those things does there probably need to be some structure regarding when these transfer windows are open so that coaches aren't spending all year having to worry about when a guy is jumping in. Sure, we even do that in professional sports when we've got free agency windows and times when that stuff can happen. I generally am not going to worry about players getting their worth because the market has shown these guys have a value. Right now, it might be a little bit inflated because it's new, but they've got a value. And so I I really don't mind anything that feeds into that. The thing I am worried about in all of this is you mentioned – the collective, there's a lot of them that have popped up and a lot with legitimate backing, a lot of them with legitimate structure, but there's also some that aren't. And my worry in all of this, as you see, some of the contracts that reporters have seen have been able to verify, including non-compete language, including a player paying, you know, getting paid maybe a million dollars over three years, but now that collective owns their name, image, and likeness rights. And so if that player wants to exercise what is their right and option at this point to transfer and that one-time transfer without the penalty, now all of a sudden that player's rights belong to a collective from their former school in a way that, listen, if you're a college football fan that hates the portal, may inhibit that. I am personally against something that inhibits the freedom and rights of players. But I think that's what worries me the most is because there's right now an uncertainty in how associated a school can be with a collective, how much a school can directly help a player secure all of these deals, you might get guys that end up signing bad contracts, especially as 17, 18-year-olds coming out of high school, because at that point, they just don't know any better. Their family might not have the resources to get them a lawyer to read these things. And so I always go back to and default to worrying about how are the players being taken advantage of by the adults that are bad actors in this situation? And that's some of what can fall through the cracks at a time like now. So a couple thoughts, and I want to throw them off you. So number one, there absolutely has to be a time frame for this in my mind, right? And it's really simple. There can be two, like right, right after the season ends, like maybe the whole month of December, And then again, you know, April 15th to May 15th or something where it's there's some idea of when guys are going to be coming and going. Otherwise, it's just not I don't think it's good for anybody, frankly, if it's like an everyday thing. But what I don't understand, Mike, is this is how it was always going to happen. You know, like they're like, well, that's not what was supposed to happen. It was just supposed to be. Guys getting money for their value of their name, image, and likeness at a school. Well, anybody with half a brain cell knew that this is where it would evolve to. And I guess I just don't understand. They really don't want it to be an inducement for someone to go to a school or to leave. They just want it to be 
the the value of the player once he's on that campus to that campus. Mike, I just don't see how they ever do that. Like, I just don't, even if they, so what they'll try to do is they'll try to make it so that you can't have contact. You know, they're going to try to legislate, I think, contact with players that are not in the portal, players that are already on scholarship somewhere else. But in that way, I just think you'll see the top players. They'll, they'll be like, okay, fine. I'll just go into the portal. I'll go into the portal every time there's a portal window and I'll see what my free agency market is. And they'll say, oh, he's in the portal now. We can offer him this. And like, I just don't see how they ever legislate that or prevent that. Right. And I mean, if you really want to get down to semantics as the NCAA has tried to do this thing where it bears its teeth, even though we know at this point, the NCAA as it currently sits only has teeth if you physically hand it to them because cooperation with that governing body has never netted anyone anything positive. So if I'm one of these schools that they want to quote unquote investigate, I'm just saying, hey, uh, the lights are off and nobody's home right now. We're not going to talk to you about any of this. But um, no, I, I think there's always going to be workarounds, right? Because what they're trying to stop is a collective from saying, hey, X prospect, if you come to this school, you're going to make X amount of money. Well, all they've got to say, especially if this is something that's you know on a traceable transaction or a traceable messaging system is, hey, we're not offering you this money to come here. We're just telling you a player of your caliber at this school could earn X amount of dollars. We're not offering you that as an inducement. We're merely presenting the information to you much the same way someone would in recruiting you and saying, these are the guys that we have put into the NFL. You walk into any college football building in the country and you'll see towering pictures of their NFL players, all those guys all up there. They don't got to say it, but they're saying, hey, we can do this for you in the form of, Look what we've done for others. And that's all this could turn into if you really want to skate any sort of discernible rules about this is these collectives wouldn't be saying we're going to do this for you. They would just be saying, look what we've done for others that are kind of like you and could be you if you play your heart cards right here. Yeah, I mean, we're not saying that you'll get $50,000 a year if you come play for us. We're just saying that every guy on our team gets $50,000 a year. I mean, I like there's, there's no way for them to avoid that. Mike, we could talk about this for a long time. I'm very curious to see what ends up coming out of it uh, over the next couple weeks and months. It's going to be a big, big topic of conversation. One that I'm quite sure they will talk about from time to time on the Gojo show. Make sure you're following it. Make sure you're following Mike at Mike Golick Jr. Really appreciate the time as always, Mike. Thanks for having me, Ross. Awesome catching up. It is awesome catching up, just like it's awesome in the morning on an empty stomach to get my athletic greens. You know why? Because I don't eat as many vegetables as I should. No, I, I'm decent. I'll have like a salmon and a veggie, or I'll try to have some veggies in my salad. But ultimately... It's, it's not as many vegetables as they say you should eat. So I drink them. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens. Isn't that like a GIF or JIF? Let's drink them, huh? I love that. Anyway, 
It costs less than $3 a day. Your health is worth it. It's cheaper than your cold brew. It has over 7,000 five-star reviews. Really good for gut health and your immune system. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Ross. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash Ross to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Ducks takes. Hey, Ross, let's start today with uh, former Patriots, former Dolphins linebacker Kyle Van Noy signs with the Chargers. Really happy for Kyle. He actually was one of the guys at the broadcast boot camp that I mentioned with Gojo. Uh, I might try to get him on the show over the next couple of weeks here. He's a West Coast guy. You know, he's from California and Utah, I think Nevada maybe. Anyway, I'm happy for him. I think he's got a place in L.A. So that's awesome. When you're towards the end of your career, if you can play – where you want to live, if you can play where you want to settle when you're done playing, that's always like one of the dreams because he can get a head start on the next phase of life while he's still playing, which is clutch. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ducks takes. Jets made a move. They cut guard Greg Van Roten after claiming guard Nate Herbig off waivers from Philadelphia. So this is how the NFL works, okay? Greg Van Roten is 32. By the way, played at Penn. He's an Ivy Leaguer in the house. 50 starts, playing over 70 games. Heck of a career for Greg. He's from Long Island, so he grew up a Jets fan, like seemingly everyone out there does. But I think he was scheduled to make $3.4 million this year and is 32 years old. Nate Herbig is like 23 or 24 years old. And was scheduled to make, he's a restricted free agent, so it's like $2.4 million. So the Jets are getting almost 10 years younger and saving a million dollars. And that's business. This is pro football. It is a business. Can we get younger and cheaper and essentially get what we think is close to the same thing? That's what the Eagles, I mean, that's what the Jets believe they're doing here. Ducks takes. Raiders terminate their team president, Dan Ventrell, who released a statement about inappropriate conduct. Right. Regarding Mark Davis, the owner. This is not good. This is not going away. And it feels like a pretty, pretty ugly time in the NFL right now. You think about the Flores lawsuit, what's going on with the Dolphins. You think about certainly what's going on with the Washington franchise. You think about Deshaun Watson. Now, you know, Dan Ventrell, I guess, 
There were multiple written reports by females in the Raiders organization about Mark Davis being inappropriate. He talked to Mark Davis about it. Mark Davis, I guess the words Ventrell used didn't show uh, the appropriate concern. So then Ventrell told the NFL, not good. Ducks takes. You mentioned the commanders. Well, head coach Ron Rivera tells rookie first round pick Jahan Dodson, go ahead, skip minicamp on Saturday and go to your Penn State graduation. Awesome. I tweeted this at Ross Tucker NFL. I love Ron Rivera as a person, and it's exactly the right move. You know, Jahan Dodson wasn't going to say anything, he wasn't going to miss a practice. Now, um, I actually have a story like this, but that might be what I write in the newsletter this week. It's been a while since I sent out a newsletter. So until I decide what story I'm telling you guys in the newsletter this week, I may or may not mention it on the show. Plus, we're kind of running out of time. So make sure you are signed up at RossTucker.com or just the link we send out when we tweet out the show so that you don't miss uh, that story that I'm going to tell all of you this week. Speaking of stories, Ufos Footwear is my favorite story right now. It's designed for active recovery, however you train, right? So I am working out two or three times a day now. Some of them is just walking, but still, it's so much better to have that proprietary UFOM technology and patented footbed to help me recover faster and feel better. I need it for my knees, my hips, my ankles. It is so awesome. I am so glad that they are sponsoring this show, that I found out about them. I never heard of them. I never heard of them till they said, hey, do you want UFOS as a sponsor? I looked at them like, yeah, that sounds awesome. Trust me when I tell you, it is incredible. Ufos Active Recovery, wherever you're going. Get some Ufos shoes, slides, boots, and clogs. You will not regret it. Let's do an email, Brian. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. Email address ross at rostucker.com. We're low on email, so take advantage of a sponsor. Forward it to me, ross at rostucker.com, with a question because we love your questions. All right, today's question from Steve Grover, a.k.a. the Fission Musician. Hey, Ross, my question has to do with how you use your hands as an NFL lineman, which is something we hear Greg Cosell talk about from time to time. So how much time do you spend thinking about what to do with your hands? Is there much difference in technique from college to the pros? Do they spend any time in the NFL getting linemen to improve using their hands? Or is that already pretty much in place from college? 
You think about how you might use your hands differently depending on who you're facing from week to week. Love to hear uh, you talk a little bit about this on your podcast. So thanks again. Love your show and your general outlook on life. Keep up the great work. I like that. That's nice when someone said they like my general outlook on life. Life is for living, man. Having a good time. Enjoying ourselves. So Steve, by the way, is a patron. Patreon.com slash RT Media, which is awesome. Steve, really simple. With every level of football, you focus more on technique and hand usage, and you get better at it, and you realize how important it is. You know, high school, I I know I did, but I don't remember that much really focusing on my hands. And, you know, they taught us things, but I don't think I really focused on it as much. College... It's a bigger deal, and you work on it a lot, but I still don't know that I realized how much of a differentiator it is or a separator till I went to the NFL, and it's a hand fight. It's a hand fight to try to get your hands, frankly, inside of the guy you're going against. You just have so much more functional strength if your hands are inside of the other guy, if your hands are inside, I mean, you'll see those of you watching on YouTube, you can see like, you'll almost have your hands together like you're praying because you want to try to get inside of the guy you're going against because whichever guy has their hands inside, you're able to control the other man better and you have more power and force with it. So that really is what it's about. I mean, it's about hands inside. Then there's different things, pass blocking, independent hand usage. D-lineman will try to catch your wrists and knock your hands. I mean, it it just gets more and more sophisticated with every passing year. Good question, fishing musician. Love the patrons. Love Pizza Boy Brewing. I tweeted about them over the weekend a little bit. You saw some pictures in the fridge. Sportaculture. HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com, Go-Bangles.com, Evergreen Economics. Very important. We got the college draft today as well. Even money tomorrow. Wednesday, we'll get the Fantasy Feast. Going to have a surprise guest on Wednesday on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. And I might have a guest on the Even Money Podcast as well. But college draft today? It's time. We're going to go over every pick in the AFC East with a special guest. I love these college draft shows. People don't spend enough time actually talking about all the guys that got drafted for your team and the teams in your division. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.